I love All Saints Day. I love it because Holy Mother Church on All Saints Day gives us this absolutely beautiful vision. Uh, really lets us dream a little bit. Now, the church does this every week whenever we gather for the Eucharist because, as I mentioned in the opening, this is the uniting of heaven and earth. Uh, but on All Saints Day, even more so. That's why we, you know, break out the incense and do that. Did you know in Revelation it says the incense is for the prayers of the saints? It's, it's our prayers and the prayers of the saints mingling together as this sweet perfume rising before God. It's especially then All Saints Day that really helps those of us who are mourning. It breaks through our, our grief and our sorrow because it then it gives us this vision of the saints that have gone before us, of our loved ones in the bliss and happiness that is now theirs because they are with Jesus. And at the same time, while we are still journeying on earth, it's All Saints Day that helps give us direction and purpose. It, in, it inspires us. I read this this week from St. Bernard of Clairvaux, these words. When I think of the saints, I feel myself inflamed with tremendous yearning, longing to be united in happiness with all the saints. So raise your hand if you want to go to heaven. Okay, good, good, good. We want to go to heaven. Well, then you've got to become a saint, right? Because there are only saints in heaven. So raise your hand if you are a saint. What do I say to that? That's a trick question, right? It is kind of a trick question because we use the word saint in a lot of different ways. So what is a saint? How does one become a saint? Well, let me talk about three ways we use the word saint. First of all, if you read the epistles of Paul, he'll often start by saying, to the holy ones, to the saints, who are in such and such a place, wherever he's writing the letter. That means that all of us who are baptized have been made holy. We've been washed, we've been made pure, our sins have been taken away. If you are a baptized Christian, then you are a saint. But then second, we use the word saint for those who are in heaven. They are the perfected ones. You have to be a saint to be in heaven. You have to be holy. And so we heard Jesus say in the Beatitudes these words, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hebrews picks it up and says it this way, Strive for the holiness without which no one will see God. we got to be holy. But then the third way we use the word saint, of course, is as a title to give honor to those famous ones, the, the heroes of faith that have gone before us in, in the Bible or, or in church history. Now, I doubt any of us here, maybe I'll be surprised by this someday, but I doubt any of us here are going to be this third kind of saint, right? No title in front of your name, no, no page in the, in the books, the, the history books of the church, you know, no feast day that's named after you. I don't think there's going to be a St. Spencer Day anytime soon. We know, though, we're the number one, we're the first kind of saint, we're baptized. How do we become the second kind? The French novelist, Leon Blois, or as we Americans might say, Leon Blois, Leon Blois wrote this in his, his novel, The Woman Who Was Poor. It's the very end, and these are haunting words. The only real sadness, the only real failure, the only great tragedy in life is to not become a saint. That's kind of haunting. Let's, let's chew on that for a moment because I don't think he means simply that I got to the end of my life and I missed out in, he of, in hev going to heaven. Uh, well, that is a great tragedy. I think he means something more than that. I think he means we missed out on becoming who we really are, who we're made, who we're made to be. And therefore, we're not going to find fulfillment. 
We're not going to find happiness. Maybe you've said this at some point in your life. You've said something like, well, I'm no saint. Or how about, I'm no Mother Teresa. Well, that's true. You're not. You are not a global humanitarian. You are not Teresa. You are you. You are who Jesus made you to be, and he made you to be a saint, his work of art. In my devotions this week, I also, I get this great email. It sends me art every day uh, that matches the readings. And so this beautiful piece of art, on the left are the holy women, and on the right are the holy men. And I love this, and I've seen other pieces like this, where in front you can see their faces, right? These are the famous ones, the names that we know. But as the, as the crowd goes on, as you look towards the back of the picture, notice there's more and more halos, and there's no faces because you can't see them, because those are the unknown ones. Those are the places for you and for me, right? You are made to be a saint. You are a saint, and you are becoming a saint. So the only real sadness the only real failure, the only really great tragedy in life would be for you not to become a saint. I mean, that is the whole purpose of the church, isn't it? It's why we're here. The sacraments that we receive, the, the word of God, everything else that we do in this place, our Lutheran school, our youth ministry, our connection groups, our care groups, just simply our fellowship and relationships with one another, the friendships that we build, it's all to make us saints. So, so tell me, how sad would this be if we, we said, oh, we have such a great church, and we go to church with people that we really like, and we have awesome music, we've got the best pastors ever, and it's a beautiful space, and we even come every week. But how sad and tragic if we fail to become saints. The same is true of your domestic church. Your household exists to make saints. This is why men and women get married, to help each other become saints. I mean, pray for Shelley. She's got a lot more work to do than I do, helping me out, for sure. But for those of you who are maybe not yet married and want to marry someday, or you're raising your kiddos and teaching them how to to, to look for a spouse and a mate. Look, look for that in a mate, right? Look for a saint maker. Maybe that's even your pickup line. Hey, baby, you want to make a saint out of me? No, don't do that. <laughs> no. But how sad. How sad that a couple come to the end of life, live long years, happily ever after, as we say, and one or both of them fail to become saints. And this is why we parent, isn't it? I know one of my kids, when he was little, it's not these two up here, it was one of the other ones. We were just worried he was, we were just hoping he wasn't going to be an axe murderer, right? He's a little busy guy. Oh, he's in college now, so I think we're going to be okay. But I think about as parents how much we pour into our kids. We, 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 want, we want them to be great athletes, right? And we want them to be great scholars and musicians and whatever. We want them to be great successes in life. We pour so much time and energy. Think about how much money and how much time during your week is dedicated to those things. Are we pouring that much into making them into saints? Because how tragic, how tragic, how tragic if my kid becomes the star whatever, 
and fails to become a saint. So how do you become a saint? It's what we've been talking about all fall. It's our theme this year. The saints are those who give their fiat to Jesus. They give him their yes. They're complete, 100%. Nothing held back, nothing hidden from him. No excuses, no exemptions. 100% complete yes to Jesus. It's what Jesus has started in you in your baptism. It is giving him then your fiat, giving him your yes and saying, yes, Jesus, make me into a saint in actuality, in what I say and what I do and how I live my life. Make me holy. How many of us, though, are really, how many of us are really interested in holiness anymore? Oh, we all want heaven. But do we really want to be holy But then again, I'm not sure we know what holiness is. We think holiness is just, you know, really good behavior, and the reward is you get to go to heaven. Do we even know what heaven is sometimes? I I wonder if some people in their imagination think of heaven as this posh, eternal, all-inclusive resort, you know, and then we're finally pain-free and suffering-free and and work-free, and we can just rest. No. No, no, no. You know what holiness is? Holiness is when you give your whole self to Jesus. It is when you love the Lord your God with your whole heart and soul and mind and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. That's what holiness is, and you know what? Actually, that's also what heaven is. Heaven is perfect and pure love for God and for our brothers and sisters for all the saints. So if you say, I want to go to heaven, that means I want to be a saint. If you say, I want to be a saint, that means I want to go to heaven. It's the same thing. So imagine with me now for a moment that kind of an existence. Imagine living in the world, the the nations of the world, the races of the world, every person in fact. No one is fighting anymore. No one's demonizing each other anymore. No one's killing each other anymore. There's there's no more abusing each other. There's no more using each other. There's no more betraying each other or hurting each other. And no, no, instead, here's your existence. Your heart is just wide open, pouring out love and receiving that love because we are truly now finally brothers and sisters. And imagine you're no longer fighting against God and resisting Him and and doubting Him or maybe ignoring Him. But you are basking. You are basking in the warmth of His love. And you are filled with happiness and contentedness, bliss. And you're pouring out your adoration and your praise and your thanks on Him. Imagine that, friends. Imagine being a saint. Imagine heaven. So if you're saying to yourself, okay, that sounds great, but that's still big and it's overwhelming, and where do I even get started? I want to leave you with this. Three saints, they're all named Teresa. Teresa of Avila on the left there, Therese of Lusso in the middle, and then Teresa of Calcutta, you also know her as Mother Teresa. These three beautiful women all lived with the same attitude. They gave their yes to Jesus And then they let him love so richly and fully through them. 
St. Teresa of Avila said this, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassionately on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hand with which he blesses all the world. St. Therese of Lisieux called it her little way, and she said this, I feel that when I am charitable, loving, it is Jesus alone who acts in me. The more I am united to him, the more do I love. And Mother Teresa loved to receive the Holy Eucharist so that she would receive Jesus and then go out into the streets of Calcutta and be Jesus to others. And you maybe know these words, they're pretty famous. In this life, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. And friends, you are about to receive Jesus in this Eucharist. So give him your yes. Give your fiat, your yes to every little, everyday, ordinary circumstance that he puts in front of you, to every person he places in your path. Give him your, your yes. Let him love so richly through you. And then you will become who you really are. You will become a saint. Let's take that to prayer. I'll put these three quotes back up if you want to use them as prayer prompts, think about them a little bit more. Or maybe if you want to just keep it short and simple, take this to prayer to Jesus. Just say to Jesus, Jesus, make me your saint.